0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: New CBS Sunday.
2: You collect rewards, right?
0: This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So so, so so.
1: So so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. You survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel, sounds cool. It is cool, actually, very cool. Tracker,
0: new Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. put a strike. And St. Louis take the lead at Bimo Fields. Another victory gives them all three points.
2: Some great moments there from MLS this weekend. And these are the notable results. Here we have Charlotte drawing against FC Cincinnati. Some of the big ones, though. LA Galaxy beating Philadelphia 3-1. to And, of course, the one we're going to start with, the Cascadia Cup. Vancouver 2, Seattle 3. That game winner scored by Yamar Gomez-Andrade in the 91st minute. Charlie, let's get right to that one because that's the one that our eyes are, that last-minute goal. Vancouver 2-3. to three. Here's the winner.
3: Leo Chu was on one in this game. But you see there was a red card in the 89th minute. Vancouver just kind of faltered because they went up they had the lead twice and they conceded and then Seattle stuck with it Leo Chu was just always getting down the line he had two tap-ins and then this play creating for Yaimar to get the winner Stefan Cleveland was massive for Seattle he had two big saves uh, one on uh, Sebastian Berhalter actually swerving shot to the upper 90 he gets his fingertips on it and then in the second half. But Vancouver are a much improved side, yeah. much improved, and Seattle have been up and down this year. For them to to be resilient, going down two to come back and get that game winner, uh, I got I got I to give a lot of credit to, to the team and Stefan Cleveland get, getting in between the goal for Stefan Fry and 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 coming up big with those those saves. That's that's kind of what you're hoping for, and and it's a huge win for Seattle on the road. For Whitecaps, it's two
4: losses in a row now. And obviously, it's not attributed specifically to one player, but how much do you think they're hurting without Yulian Gressel?
3: In terms of service, it's obviously a, a, something that you need in terms of getting some opportunities, but Gressel isn't the player that he used to be. He, he's, he, when he played for Atlanta United, you knew what you were going to get from him. He's yeah. much more active. When he gets on the ball, he's obviously capable of good service. But Brian White was big for them. He's causing a lot of havoc with his runs. He's constantly running the back line, playing off the center back shoulders. And Ryan is is a top player. Yeah.
2: Alexis, let's let's go ahead and talk about LA Galaxy and, and Philadelphia because you <clears throat> had have some to? things to say about Ricky Pooch, and he might he might have uh, heard you and uh, my guy, my guy's
0: listening, uh, watching our show. Uh, I hope he also listens because we're a podcast now as well. Um, look, <laughs> I said Ricky Pooch. I said you're, when he's on the pitch, he's the most talented player. But is he the best player? In the last two matches, he's proven he can be that. Uh, you go back to the uh, previous game um, versus LAFC. Huge game, right? He was uh, had a goal and assist, and then this game against Philadelphia um, comes up really big uh, with a massive goal. Uh, Tyler Boyd as well, also very influential. And what I like about a team like LA Galaxy is they're kind of now, I think we can officially say they've turned the corner, right? We feel like that they've kind of started to produce a bit like more, that. right? It
4: feels like I don't think they've turned the corner just
0: yet. They're definitely past the apex of the turn, as far as I'm concerned. A guy like Ricky Puj is now. Instituting himself as the best player on the pitch when he's always had that talent, and I don't know what Greg Vanny is doing to unlock him, but whatever it's been in the last two matches, it's worked. You want to see this continue to go? Like,
3: do you still feel confident in their back line? No. That that that's what I'm. I think has been LA Galaxy's problem from the very beginning, is addressing their back line. It hasn't been good. Keeper has been shaky. So how do you? Continue to get results when it hasn't been consistent from the back.
0: I mean you have to you have to continue to push forward I mean you can still win by scoring more than the other team, which is what they've done. Yeah, but it's very difficult They've played well in the last seven a lot of those are
4: draws Let's talk about that
2: unbeaten run those last seven Ricky push has two goals and five assists in that last seven Yeah,
4: I I think Ricky push has kind of shown his best qualities over these last couple of games Not only him but Douglas Costa Mm -hmm. um, as well, and this is all in Chicharito's absence because he's not coming back. So they're gonna have to find ways of getting the most out of other players. Um, and, and Douglas Costa, you, you see how much he can dictate, how dynamic when he, he wants is, but to. that's the issue. you need to see him over a period of time. And Ricky Puja, I hope he can sustain that. The thing is that the setup, it's not strong all around. It's like these individual performers need to put the team on their back almost too much it's too much heavy lifting you can't sustain that for a full season no you can't There's no shot. you can't no. but they, Tyler I mean,
3: Boyd has been good too and, and Tyler, and, and Boyd, is Tyler Boyd as well there you uh, go Tyler Boyd has been uh, a much needed uh, infusion of creativity because he's got I think a good set piece delivery he's he's constantly getting up and down the the, the line he comes inside he's comfortable on the ball he can combine with Ricky Pooch so I really like what I've seen from Tyler Boyd.
2: Someone else you've been complimentary about besides Tyler Boyd is Salt Lake City. What do you have yes. to say about them and how they've hey, been lately?
3: Salt Lake. Put some respect on their name. We never <laughs> talk about Salt Lake. Now now is the time. They just added Chicho Arango. Look at Jefferson Savarino here. That finishes class. Top technique. So they brought him back. You have Chicho Arango who, now you have a striker who's had success in this league who you can rely on to score goals. You're not looking at Damir Krylock to, as a 34-year-old 34, 34 who can play as a, a holding midfielder, attacking midfielder, striker, you're relying on a proven goal scorer in Chicho Arango. And you could see LAFC, then they're missing. Oh, my God. They what could a use signing. They a, a Chicho Arango. But this team Ruiz now, and the midfielder as well. You have Diego Luna, who had that breakout under-20 World Cup with the U.S., mm-hmm. now getting playing time. You have Pablo Ruiz, who, who was having his career year this season. You have oh, 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 Ohada and Jefferson Savrino on the midfield. This is this is a class midfield in Major League Soccer. This talent. is going to get you results. Uh, hold
4: up, Susanna, to to t- you say that we're not talking about RSL. We never talk about RSL. When they started their nice little cup run, yeah, Susanna, and I said that they were a sneaky team in the cup in the, no 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 you know no, 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 no Susanna no, no. No. and I <laughs> no 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 I'm about <laughs> to
3: take it out I'm
4: about to go back the clip because like 3 weeks ago yeah. we said they they they've been on this nice undefeated yeah. run a nice run of uh-huh. form. And we mentioned it. No. We gave we, some respect to RSL. You didn't go in depth. Before yeah. Chicho Arango. Okay. The
0: RSL manager Nico. said it's all because you Nico called him That's safety. the difference,
3: though. <laughs> Chicho Arango with RSL versus Chicho Arango not with RSL. Now they are a force. Now you have to give them credit. Now they are a team to watch out for. And Zach McMath was a keeper that's been so inconsistent in this league. Sometimes maybe good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes maybe <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but if he can be consistent for this team, Watch out in the Western Conference for this RSL. Pablo Mastroianni has them playing well. They have an identity. They, they work hard for each other, both sides of the ball. And they have some, some subs who can change the game. And Anderson Julio and, and Jasper Loffelson who both come in and add quality.
0: And they play like they know they're the underdogs, that no one's talking mm-hmm. about them. Chip I like on their that. shoulder. Yeah, I like that.
2: What is it, though? I mean, you talk about that chip on the shoulder, but for things to haven't changed so much when um, the player comes back from the U-20 World Cup and you say now he's getting time, why was he not getting time before? Luna, sorry. The
3: the style of play. It it was always just fight, 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 and and we got to outwork the other team. Not so much quality, but when you bring Jefferson Savarino back and Diego Luna playing alongside Paulo Ruiz and Chicharron, now you can keep the ball. Now it's not about just... Hey, let's, let's defend first. Let's, let's be smart and structured and, and capitalize on set pieces. Now we can, we, we can win by out-possessing teams. We can, we can keep the ball and make them chase the game. With players like this, it, you have creative players, players who, who have that spark in them. I like this RSL team.
2: Okay, you don't have to go as in-depth on this answer, but what are the other teams that maybe we're not covering as much that you think we should keep an eye on?
3: Well, I mean, Salt Lake is the biggest one. Uh, revs Oh, here we go hey, no, no. Cincinnati revs mm. LAFC Seattle RSL we're talking Columbus crew is another okay. sneaky team that we haven't really talked about oh who, if they go on a run you're gonna get all the credit you call them
4: sneaky like Nico did to RSL oh goodness
2: There's <laughs> a big
4: difference there <laughs>
2: okay 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 I'm not Wait, gonna
4: let our, them get into it our, <laughs> what, what about a nice little bounce back from SKC in this part of the season After after such a A horrific season and beginning beginning of the season. Guys, guys, I'm not going
2: to let you guys get into this one. We're going to go to Haley Sutton for headlines next, but first, we have a break.
0: (laughs) This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else.
2: Welcome back. Here's a look at our footy fix for Monday. All of the games that you should keep an eye on today. First of all, Liga MX has Leon against Pachuca. Barraca Central against Argentinos Juniors is at 1 p.m. on Paramount Plus. Colón against Belgrano 3 30 p.m. on Paramount Plus as well. Boca Juniors against Huracán. 6.30 30 p.m. on Paramount Plus. Wow, all of these are on Paramount Plus. Look at this. Talleres against Union at 8:30 p.m. Paramount Plus. You know you're not gonna see Nico today because Nico will be on his couch watching every single one of these matches.
4: Yeah, and if Union beats Talleres at 8:30 p.m. on Paramount Plus, uh River wins the title. Ooh. How do you feel about that, Mr. Boca? Not fun. Not not happy. (laughs) Whatever. They deserve it.
2: Are you going to watch Boca Juniors, even though that's not?
4: Oh, yes. Of course I'm going to watch Boca. In las buenas y en las malas A
5: real fan, a real fan. How do you watch Duchesne's Lounge? Do you hunch Haley up the regular? Sutton. Seat? You have a headline for us, but I'm wondering, are, who are you a fan Silence. of?
4: Silence.
5: I'm an Arsenal fan, so I feel like I fit right in with Let's the Are you uh, uh, Arsenal de Sarandí? Yeah. I am an Arsenal fan, unfortunately. I like to root for mediocre sports franchises. I'm wow. A fan, oh. so. Don't put us in the same category <laughs> oh. as the Cowboys. They've improved tremendously. Though, Don't put us in yeah, the same category my... as the Cowboys, no. dude. Don't do I'm that. Arsenal fans call themselves
4: mediocre. <laughs> wow.
5: I'm a realist, I keep it real. They been mediocre. mediocre. Mediocre for a while, the better couple of seasons, but we'll see. We'll keep them going. Let's transition though, let's talk about. Christian Pulisic were officially on Pulisic Watch. According to multiple reports from over the weekend, AC Milan has finalized a $24 million transfer for Pulisic, who leaves Chelsea after four seasons. Pulisic helped the Blues win the 2021 UEFA Champions League title, and he now joins Milan side. That includes former Chelsea teammate Olivier Giroud and Fikayo Tomori, and recent teammate Ruben Loftus-Cheek. not the only U.S. men's national team player set to leave the English Premier League. Brendan Aronson has completed a one-year loan to Bundesliga for Union Berlin. He leaves the newly relegated Leeds. He joins a Union side that will compete in the Champions League next season, a team that also features fellow U.S. men's national team player Jordan Pifok. Aronson's younger brother Paxton will also feature in the Bundesliga for Eintracht Frankfurt this season. Juventus is coming off a season where they were slapped with a 10-point deduction by Serie A for financial fraud violations. And now the club is set for another penalty, this time by UEFA. According to a report by Correra dello Sport, Juve is ready to accept punishment of being left out of the Conference League in order to be cleared of any future sanctions by UEFA. Juve's sanction is tied to the capital gains case against the club where an investigation uncovered the falsification and misrepresentation of transfer values of players activity that led to that 10 point penalty. Well, everyone has an opinion on where Kylian Mbappe should play this season, including former PSG sporting director Leonardo. In an interview with L'Equipe, Leonardo said that both sides should cut their losses, quote, for the good of the club. Mbappe himself did also do an interview over the weekend with France Football magazine saying, quote, I think that playing for PSG doesn't help much because it's a div- divisive team, a divisive club. Mbappe is in the final year of his contract and has told the club he plans to leave following this season. PSG president Nasir Al-Khalifi says there's no way the club will let Mbappe leave for free, and that he either needs to sign a new contract or he will be sold. And David De Gea bid farewell to Manchester United in a social media post over the weekend, ending speculation about his future at United since his contract expired at the conclusion of the recent season. The Spanish goalkeeper has been at Old Trafford for 12 seasons, and he was the last remaining player with United to play under the great Sir Alex Ferguson. The Red Devils are reportedly lining up Inter Milan goalkeeper Andre Onana as De Gea's replacement. Now, Nico, this kind of seems a little awkward because they were set to keep De Gea on and now they're not. Do you think that Onana is just the better option in this situation?
4: The thing is that David De Gea, especially in the way that Eric Ten Hag wants to play, has shown that he's not the sharpest with his feet. So, clearly there was this inkling of doubt in Ten Hag's mind, and De Gea probably wasn't going to be the number one, and De Gea wants to be the number one. I mean, he's a historic goalkeeper for Manchester United, and despite that he's not the best with his feet, he's a top goalkeeper I know that he's had moments there's been these hiccups these nasty hiccups actually but overall he can he can win you games I think it's unfair to single him out for those moments because he also at the same time wins you games so as long as we're seeing that better version he still can play at a top team the thing is that no one has said that he, where he can possibly go so he's he like he's gone he's available and there hasn't really been a team that has been looking to sign him
2: yeah on. let let's switch that a little bit how do we feel about onana going to manchester united
3: i think onana proved he's a top class goalkeeper especially with his distribution with his feet yep. he, he he really helped inter milan throughout Syria and champions league I think it's great to see a keeper like Andre Onana continue to evolve and get better. He's earned the, the right to play in the Premier League, and Manchester United obviously see him fitting into Tanag's plans. And if that's the case, if that's the direction they're going in, then De Gea, given what he gave to the club, what he's meant to the club, should be able to, to leave since his contract's over. Go find and a place for to be. He has a lot of
4: recognition they have for what he did for Manchester United. I he mean, won't he won't get the, a statue, but he is a he, legend. He won, fact. he won the Premier League. One of the few players on this team that won the Premier League, and on top of that, there, he's won a bunch of trophies. But kind of crazy to think. Remember that one season? It wasn't. He had a couple of seasons with United under his belt. There was a fax that was sent late to Real Madrid for the transfer of the hair from mm-hmm. Manchester United to Real Madrid. And but the their fax, fax machine was broken. And, and the fax machine d- didn't go through, it was like a very late. It didn't? And then, well... You really believe that? Well, who knows, but he I throw was, that thing in the garbage can. I'd
0: be like, but, nah, but he we didn't close. get it, sorry. <laughs> I'm
4: pulling wires out but of the wall. Look, look, look what happened. Uh, someone who could have just been anecdotal in the history of Manchester United to a goalkeeper that became, I don't know, the United fans would call him legendary, but be, he became an icon, at least, of the tail end of the Ferguson generation. He's into, the end of the Ferguson into generation. Into this post-Fergie era. That's it. Let go of the last the lad,
0: the hand. That's it. Fergie generation wow. done.
2: That's emotional for for some Manchester United fans, I imagine?
3: Not you. No, I can.
2: <laughs> Good riddance. Not bro. you guys. You guys are Arsenal fans. But you know what? But when we come back, we're going to be talking NWSL and so stay with us.
5: The chilling new original docu-series on Paramount+.
3: Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig you Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.
2: Here are the NWSL weekend results. A couple uh, interesting results that we saw. First of all, Orlando Pride. We're going to cover that game against O.L. Reign. They get another win. Uh, Houston losing to Chicago Red Stars. Chicago Red Stars, a team that had been struggling. Gotham beating Portland at... At Gotham in New York, uh, Louisville winning two to one against Kansas City, and that San Diego game with the Puppies draw two to two against Washington Spirit.
3: No Savannah Demello, no problem. There you for, go for this Louisville side. There got you a go. And, and and Taylor Corniak doesn't make the roster, gets that her first goal of the season, the equalizer in the 90th minute for 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 uh, San Diego. If only there was someone who was bigging her up. A lot of times
0: here on the show. I know. If only.
2: Mm, I don't know. Who could it be? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But when we talk about the first game, okay, let's talk about Orlando Pride against O.L. Rain because on Friday we hyped this game up and we hyped up Orlando and how much they had kind of shifted their boat um, when they came off a 3-0 win against Washington Spirit. And that was a Washington Spirit that was missing a few players, but Orlando Pride also without their Brazilian players,
3: Jenny, stop. You called it. Uh, thank you, you. You said Messiah Bright is gonna is a star. She has all the intangibles. She's going to lead the line for Orlando, be the difference maker. Mm, you called oh, it. And wow, there you go. That's a statement header.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Here we have Julie Doyle, again, with the skills, with the beautiful cross. Messiah Bright just, just having to go straight into it. I mean, I talked about her last time and how much I see her potential and her oh. getting more time. Gosh, that is a powerful goal. And that celebration says she knows hey,
4: she's it. Hey, give me knows the sellies all day. Yes. <laughs> so I, I imagine you guys talked about this on Friday, but uh, how much Orlando Pride could have Miss Devinia, given the fact that just now that they've been turned. Marta. Uh, Marta, excuse me. Um, now, okay. Now that they've turned the corner and they've found this uh, this nice run of form,
2: uh, this is a bit of a, mm-hmm. a more youthful team, um, mm-hmm. Orlando Pride is. And some, for some reason, it's, it's working for them. You know, Julie Doyle is doing a great job. Messiah Bright's doing a great job up top. They have Erica Temrak, um, who's been in the league for a very long time, giving that veteran leadership that maybe they need. Uh, we talked about some defenders that have played every single minute. They, they're For whatever reason, they're clicking more now than when they had all their Brazilian players. And so, they just signed Rafa Souza from, from Arsenal to
3: come back and be...
2: Obviously, Short we're not going to see her line. right now because she's at the World Cup. But when she comes back, that's they're a formidable team for massive, mm-hmm. also, massive Brazilians. Here's uh, why
0: I don't think they're missing her as much. Uh, and obviously, look—you're always going to miss Martha when she's not there. But of all the teams that lost players, Orlando didn't lose that many. So for the, the rest of the squad has been together, and they're showing it. Every other squad has five, six, seven, eight players missing. It takes a while for the new sort of starters to gel. Orlando's relatively together. This has been mm-hmm. the squad that's been there. So I think they're actually benefiting from not having as many players go to the World Cup.
2: No, that's a great point. That's a great point. But I, I, I just want to get in that um, Messiah Bright needs more attention. Yeah, she's shining. She does. Um, we talked about you know the goal that she scored, but really there were moments when she did these crazy skills that I've been talking to you guys about when you watch the game that you just don't expect from a rookie. Just the, the instinctual things that she does when she's not even looking, letting the ball go in between her legs and turning the other way, I mean, you can just tell that she feels the game in a different way. So it's beautiful to see her and I want to continue to see her shining. But let's move on to that San Diego Wave against Washington mm. Spirit match. That was a draw 2-2, but let's talk about Ashley Hatch having a, a goal after being left off that US Women's National Team
3: roster. Well, it's a penalty and she absolutely sends that top bins. But she's playing with a chip on her shoulder. And and that's what you, all you can do as a a player. You get left off a roster, come back and deliver for your club. There's no goal here for San Diego and Washington were feeling themselves, but it wasn't over. Taylor Korniak, her first ball of the the
0: season. Look at the sellies. (laughs) Who's happier than Taylor Korniak, who I do believe could have given something to the uh, defensive midfield uh, for the uh, U.S. national team, but uh, doesn't get the opportunity. Mm -hmm. She's showing she's top quality within the
3: league. Jaden Shaw had had a couple of moments in this game. You could tell she's on the verge. She's not there yet, but she's on the verge of being this breakout star in NWSL. And, Eventually, on to, to the U.S. Women's National League because she has all those intangibles. She can play as a midfielder. She can play centrally. She can play wide. She can play up top. So you just see the quality that she has. I, I'm, I, I'm still going to remain bullish on her. She has so much potential. It's just she's still learning as she goes, and it's almost there. It's almost there.
2: Another young player that we should talk about, Melanie Babsenas. Oof. I, when we see her play, it, it is it is a very... It's very interesting to see that she's so young and has the guts to do the things that she does, the confidence that she has on the Ooh. ball, the skills she has, the technique. Oh, another player that just is fun oh. to watch. It's fun to watch. Nico.
0: She's posterizing some of these defenders.
3: This is, this is Paige Mateer here, and she's just going around her. This is a, she's sticking with it too, but th- this is confidence. I mean, from a 15-year-old. Is it confidence or is it naivety, like not knowing enough to know? No, no, this is, this is confidence. Is it? What, what happens, though, you, we, Cristiano Ronaldo is a perfect example of a, a young player who comes into the league and does all these step, crazy step-overs and super entertaining, and as you get older, you realize less is more to be more efficient and that you don't have to waste so much right. energy doing that. Although it looks great and you love it and you're entertained, eventually she'll get down to a point where it's, oh, I only need one cut. To get mm-hmm. by, Paige, and yeah, I don't in, have to beat her, her two, or years, three when she's times. She's 19
4: years old, right? you know.
3: She'll she'll <laughs>
4: well, learn. She has plenty of that.
3: time <laughs> right after I know, prom. <laughs>
4: I mean, it's so crazy that when that a 15-year-old can stand out, be that force, be dynamic. It, it's it's because she doesn't act like a 15-year-old on the field. Like 50, like I know 15-year-olds. And there aren't fifteen year olds like my like, family. I like, know some Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> guys! I'm trying to make a point. Every time I make a point, you guys have oh, at me.
0: Wow. I think fifteen I I, year I, I, Listen, <laughs> I've not said a word, Nico. Remember that, uh, <laughs> Jenny, Have you ever seen a fifteen year old Okay, I, I do know some fifteen year okay. olds as well. For, that, for the record, I know don't know fifteen no year olds. But this is incredible to watch. And what you, I like about it
4: is with kids. It. No, let no, me yeah. make my point. You guys derailed me from my point. Yeah, so I'm sorry because I'm. No, you hang out at high school.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, same parts You're yeah. still I, I get it. And
4: they don't carry themselves with the maturity and to have that confidence. And I do think it's a little bit of, of uh, a little bit of naivety sp- in a positive way, one hundred percent in a positive way, sprinkled in with confidence to take on players, to, to drop your shoulder, uh, go around uh, the opposition, and just be a spark for the sake of of, of being a spark, and. It's just so out of context that yeah, you say in four years when she learns in five years in six years she's, she's going to be twenty one. Not, even, 21, not even not even close to your prime. It's, it's, it's so you won't the, be there's, hanging there's, out with her There's only anymore. one thing here.
2: Like, I think that yes, the, the, being being a little bit naive is one thing, but the women's game needs it. You know, some yes. some of that Ronaldinho-esque kind of movements. I, they also need, if I'm a company, I'm putting her in a commercial. She's, they also need joy. young players. She's with
0: joy. When she started, remember, there was a bunch of comments on all social media. Why would this little girl, she should be being a teenager? Why play? She's proving all those Karen's wrong. Good for you, Marcella. Uh, uh Marcella. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I know is, is she's
3: the real deal. And you could tell <laughs> she with is? the way she plays. She can she can beat players in the dribble. She's she she has great technique. And that's that's what you, you hope to see from young players in this country, creativity. Yes. To get on the ball, step over and, and be able to move and, and not be robots. Yes. That is, that is what the U.S. Men's national, men's national team has been searching for in various positions. Number 10, a striker. What we're seeing from her is what you hope to see from the youth, playing with imagination, yeah. and creativity, creativity. Yes. And, and, and a little bit of swag, her, a little bit of attitude. You just, get, you, you just get so jacked up because you're like, "Wow!" I'm gonna this, call her because she got this, sauce. This baby. is this is the dream. Like just a pure perspective.
2: Young, sorry, when you're young. Um, that skill and that creativity is when you build that. It's so much harder to get later on in life. So the structure can come later, but that young aspect of being like very technical and like loving th- that part of the game, you have to get as a basis of when you're younger. Like mm-hmm. you have to learn those skills mm-hmm. young. You it can't be flip flopped. You can't learn structure and then later on try to be very skillful. It has to be the other way around. It's, so it's that's the, beautiful.
3: It's the unpredictability. You don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know if she's gonna play one touch, two touch, if she's gonna double cut, step overs. those are the type of players we I wanna see more of. And I I for a fifteen year old to do that right now, oh the future is bright. To put in
4: perspective, how old are your kids? Eight years old?
3: Seven. Seven. So in eight years, could you imagine them
4: stepping onto the field on an, uh, for an MLS game? Yes. <laughs> Just hanging out with Nico. <laughs> yes. In eight
0: years, hanging
2: <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So let's talk 15. about the other game that we were going to get to, but we got really excited about <laughs> the young talent coming in, which we all should be. Uh, but Gotham beating Portland Thorns 2-1. to one. Uh, Katie Stengel coming into the league in her mm-hmm. first game and scoring that goal, uh, decisive goal that ends up being the game winner. C- We've been talking about the Gold Cup semifinals: Mexico against Jamaica, Panama against the United States, and we have here with us the man who helped the United States get to the semifinal, Matt Turner, with two penalty kick stops. Thank you for joining the show, Matt.
1: Thanks for having me on. Good morning.
2: Good morning. After a night that you had last night, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, not too bad. To be, to be, uh, to be fair, it's. Uh, Quick turnaround, you know, we got to get our legs underneath us, get on this plane and get to San Diego get ready.
3: Turner, I'm curious because now that I've seen you develop into this incredible goalkeeper. What a way to phrase that. You, in the very beginning, as a rookie, I remember taking a lot of pens on you. <laughs> and you were going the wrong way. You, you, weren't, you, weren't, you weren't able to save my hot sauce. Now, I don't know if I'm scoring on you. What what what's been the, what's been the big difference for you? Where where did you develop this timing? And and also, it seems like you're into the striker's head. You're you're making him second guess himself before he even takes the shot.
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, just lots of practice of times like that. You know, learning guys' tendencies, um, practicing timing, practicing like timing is so important in goalkeeping. Um, and just a lot of work with Kevin Hitchcock when I was at New England, um, going over data points, going over footwork uh, in and around the goal to get the best timing that you can possibly get um, and that was really helpful to me um, and And I think for me, like I try to hold my ground as long as I can, like as you could see, so um, I've saved a couple down the middle, so. You know, people know that I have that in me as well, so it's been, uh, yeah, I've learned a lot uh, over the years, but it's, it's always, uh, it's a crapshoot, you know, like I had the, uh, the game against New York City where I saved zero out of five last time, so, uh, you know, I don't want to get too, uh, too ahead of myself about one performance. No,
3: you don't, but how good did it feel when vittoria scores on you, kind of looked like he was celebrating at you. Then to go against him in the penalty shootout and stay your ground because I, I'm sure you were you were thinking he won't go down the middle. No, he is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for it. And once you save that, what, what was that feeling like?
1: Yeah, I actually said to my to my goalkeeper coach and to Sean John and, and Gaga when we were talking. I I just said I I feel like he's gonna go down the middle again before the shootout um, even uh, started. So I. I I, I I wanted to stay down the middle, honestly, in the 90th minute as well, but I don't know, something told me last second that I felt like he was going to close his hips and try to whip it. That's probably, like, data-wise, his preferred side. Um, you know, And the, it was a big moment, so I thought that, you know, he was going to go to where he normally would go. And, uh, yeah, so then I trusted myself to be able to hold and, and react on whatever was coming Uh, in the shootout and yeah it felt really good you know he got one he got one on me and I got one on him Uh, both were huge moments and and what a game really
0: (laughs) I do want to ask about penalties because you you've stopped 14 of the 29 you faced which is I don't know where that sits record wise but for me wildly impressive Uh, where we talk about where the pressure is. Is the pressure on? Do you think the pressure is on the on the kick taker or you? And we've seen guys like Emmy Martinez that will talk yip at the at the at the kick taker or the penalty taker to try to get in their heads. What do you do in that moment? Do you kind of zen out, or do you try to get in their heads? You keep your eyes locked on them.
1: Yeah. I, I, again, like I'm not gonna. I don't want to give away every little thing. Don't. Yeah. Uh, don't. <laughs> but – um no i'm definitely couldn't be any more opposite than amy martinez i'd say like i i i feel like for me as a goalkeeper i don't like adding pressure to myself in those types of moments i feel like if i was had that sort of personality uh during the shootout i i would be putting pressure on myself to make a save Um, but i guess that's the other thing you know sometimes people bet on themselves to make a save but for me i like to be Calm and 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 uh, you know just really try to be in the moment and, and enjoy myself. I think you know I learned lessons from my last shootout where I felt like my mind was whirling the whole time, and I wasn't really you know I'll call it present in the moment, like really just feeling the game out. And um, you know this time I made a, a challenge to myself to just have fun and just compete. And I think you saw a guy that was having the time of his life last night. Matt,
4: talk to me about staying mentally strong throughout the game, um, because it was an emotional roller coaster yesterday. Canada didn't take a shot on goal until the Victoria penalty kick. So that back and forth that was produced very late in the game, how were you able to stay, I mean, not specifically just you, but the rest of the team, you know, you, then you go down that goal and, and to, to not Crumple under pressure and and think that you still have uh, an opportunity to respond and, and get back into it and win it in pens.
1: Yeah, I think respond um, you know a, a great word for for our group. You know, we we've been through. It's a young group, but a lot of guys that don't have experience in these this magnitude of, of game. So um, a lot of guys are getting their first little tastes of it, and uh, for us to you know go down the way we did, sort of, you know, having a one nil lead and without conceding a shot on goal all all game and then have to deal with another extra 30 minutes and then go down again and fight back. It was honestly it's amazing stuff, you know, it's great stuff for our player pool. Uh, Great experiences, Um, obviously a lot of lessons learned, like some uh, there's some negatives, but there's a lot of positive swings from the negatives, you know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, that's just what we do as of right now, like we've just been able to respond to, to adversity and I think it bodes well for, you know, for knockout style type games, you know, we, we never count ourselves out.
3: Turner, one of the players whose stock has risen since taking part in this Gold Cup is Dewan Jones. Can you talk about what he's, what you've seen from him in, in this tournament?
1: yeah I, I it's a big challenge for duan you know it's his first run of games with the national team and it reminded me you know obviously him and i have a really close relationship um we've stayed in touch very closely ever since i left the revs and he's a a guy with aspirations to go play in europe and to make the move and uh he wants to challenge himself so i'm really pleased to see him get opportunities you know at this level and you know match and exceed the expectation of of what it is to to play for the national team so I, and I, I don't know if a lot of people know but he's actually right footed you know he's he's a right footed player playing on the left side that's learned how to use his left foot and he's dropping dimes like he did on Brandon head last night it was uh, it was great to see and I'm happy to see him get to play in big moments and in big games and and rise to the occasion and um, also, not for nothing, but just the best person that you'll ever meet in this life and, you know, when people see that uh, that they could potentially be investing in not only an amazing player, but an amazing person, that makes it uh, a lot easier for them to want to, you know, take that chance. Matt, specifically about DeJuan Jones, I wanted to ask you about him being
4: so good with both feet subconsciously when you're playing a ball to him, are you considering that? Or
1: is he so good with both feet that for you it's as if he was a, a left-footed left back? No, no, it's completely like it's a left-footed left back, 100%, that, that, that's never even crossed my mind.
2: Wow. Matt, wow. When, you, uh, when you guys ended up winning the game, uh, you honored Malia Yushik with your shirt. Can you tell us about that and who that is to you?
1: Yeah, so uh, I used to do this thing called the uh, Nigu, the Never Ever Give Up Crew, at um, at New England Revolution games. I took it over from Kellen Rowe when he left when he left the team, and she was one of our honorary captains uh, back in 2021, towards the end of the season. And funny enough, uh, it was brought to my attention that in the game that she was the honorary captain, I actually saved a Nani penalty when he went down the middle. So wow. it was kind of like she was smiling down on on me that whole night. Like, it's just amazing. And uh, she passed away about a month ago and obviously really sad. Pediatric cancer is, you know, just this horrible thing. I wouldn't wish any family to have to go through something the way her family's gone through it. Um, she was a trooper. She was uh, a light, a big smile. And I felt, you know, that it was a night that... I. That I could you know bring attention to it and and show her family that you know I saw that she had passed away and that I was honoring her and and I know i'll 'll take you know the the memories that she gave me and my family with me for the rest of my life, and so it was uh it was just a really special night to be able to do that
3: and that's where i've always been um just so impressed with you, Matt. Since, since, since I've gotten to know you, just your character. You're, you're as good as a goalkeeper you are. You are a, a phenomenal person as well. Um, given that, you have Panama up next. What problems have, have they've caused in the past? Where, where have you seen them be difficult to, to get by?
1: First of all, thanks, Charlie. I appreciate you saying that because you're someone I definitely always looked up to in that regard uh, when I was in the locker room first time in New England. So thank you for saying that. Second of all, we will talk shop. Uh, Yeah, Panama is a great team. Obviously, they're a strong team. They've scored a lot of goals, um, firepower up top. They've, They've scored a lot on crosses, it feels like. So balls out from wide areas. They run hard in the box. They press... Uh, Like their lives depend on it. And obviously we've got some history. You know, we lost the game down in Panama. They're good on set pieces, physical team. So it's going to be a challenge, no doubt about it. And they're getting some experience, you know, that you saw they were in Nations League semifinal as well. So um, that's a team that's grown a lot over the past, I'll call it 10 years, really and you know they're f- becoming a force to be reckoned with within Konkikaf. Hey, tell,
3: could you tell Michael Cameron, who's in that room with you I know that I love that jacket. If you could get me a, a medium, that that would be and a double re- XL. That would be greatly appreciated. I mean, Cameron, since we're at it, <laughs>
4: just for the, for the whole
3: morning party crew. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I uh, will get on that, Charlie, but I don't I'm not going to tell him what he said back to you. Oh, <laughs> cameraman. We come can on. We can
2: guess. We can guess. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Um it's always an honor to have you on the show and honestly so impressed. I mean, the game last night was so exciting. So thank you guys for that. Um, but Panama played the day before you guys and you guys went into overtime there. So that fatigue aspect, is that something on your guys' mind?
1: Not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> there you go I love it, love baby Hit all those I do ice do. baths they're good
2: alright thank guys. you so much Matt appreciate you
1: yeah. Susanna we
3: know you we always miss you but yeah, Jenny did her thing today it,
2: I'm only here because Susanna uh, could not get here but you should have seen she all, gave me great all her messages her flights were cancelled left and right Minnesota this. so thank you much Susanna we miss you we'll see you tomorrow and thanks for having me guys
3: let's go eat